News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Let's turn now to that ban on cars in several areas, our proposed ban on cars in several areas, the relocation of road space to public transport services, cyclists and pedestrians in Dublin City Centre from next year. It was announced by the National Transport Authority and Dublin City Council. It would be a radical restriction on private traffic, uh, the most radical in decades. Uh, Cars would be banned from sections of the North and South Keys close to O'Connell Bridge. Parliament Street would be made traffic free and there would be new civic plazas created at the Customs House and Lincoln Place. Lincoln Place is near the back entrance to Trinity College. Uh, We are Joined to discuss this by Janet Horner, Green Party councillor for the North Inner City, and Keith Gavin, chairman of the Irish Parking Association. Keith, to you first. More room for pedestrians, cyclists, and public transport. What's not to like about this plan? Um, there's a, an awful lot not to like about it, Shane. Um, if if we were living in a city which had a proper public transport network and uh, an underground and had proper choices for people, then yes, this plan would make some sense. But I'd just like to give you some quick stats, if you don't mind, Shane. Yes. Since this, the introduction of similar measures in the last 10 years, uh, starting with the bus gate in, in College Green, uh, car traffic in the city has already reduced by 40%. Okay? So congestion has increased but that's because of measures taken specifically to deter people from driving in the city centre. But of a bigger concern is footfall in the city centre as a result of these measures has dropped by almost a third in that time. So these measures that are being proposed as part of this plan are, frankly, they're just economic suicide. Can I just clarify something? Are you saying footfall in the city centre has fallen by a third because of the college gre- uh, the ban on driving through uh, College Green? And, and other traffic restriction measures that have taken place in the last 10 years. The stats are there, they're available, well, they're publicly available. The stats available. are there that numbers have fallen. We don't know why those numbers have fallen. The, the footfall has fallen as a result of the measures that were brought in because it's it's clear that we have reduced the number of cars in the city centre already by 40%. And continuing with these policies will just lead to a further hollowing out of the city centre. And that's what we're seeing happening. I I want to bring in Janet Horner. Uh, Janet, a hollowing out of the city centre. I think it's the exact opposite of that. I think what we are trying to do here is revive the city centre. We're trying to bring life back into it. We're trying to make it a friendly, livable, um, enjoyable, relaxing space to be in instead of a traffic-clogged, fumy, noisy environment where most people would say you would never, for example, let go of a child's hand walking down O'Connell Street for fear of the amount of traffic that would be immediately greeted by them if they if they slipped out onto the road. So we really need to... The, the evidence is across the board as to why we need to restrict car access into the city centre. We, we know from our climate emissions, we know from how car-dependent people are, that if people for whatever reason, lose their ability to drive at the moment, they sometimes feel that they've lost their independence because they just, there isn't alternatives available to people. Um, 
we know we need to provide those alternatives. We know we need to make the environment, the city much safer, much more comfortable for people. And one of the ways we do that is by taking back public realm space that has been dedicated to cars and is exclusively used by cars at the moment and give it back to people to enjoy. So the public transport can move effectively through the city and isn't sat clogged um, at the top of Parnell Street, for example, or and making it safe to walk and cycle and just get around the city in a way that is feasible for people and it just hasn't been for years. Okay, Keith, that, that sounds like a pretty attractive uh, proposition, does it not? It, sound, it sounds beautiful, yeah, and a lovely open spaces and plazas, etc. But a, a city centre is also a, an economic centre. And if these measures are brought, in, are, are brought in, it's just going to further erode the competitiveness of Dublin as an economic destination, as a retail destination, and it's going to drive people to out-of-town centres. Now, can I just address All a couple of points? A couple, Janet, sorry, if I can finish, if I can yeah, Janet, I'll let you address come back a couple of points second. that Janet said. Okay, so this is about, supposedly about it reducing our, our emissions and, and the environment. Well, the solution to that is electrify the vehicle fleet and power it by renewable energy as they plan. If it's supposedly about congestion, car traffic has already reduced in the city centre by 40%. You're talking about public transport not being able to move around the city centre. Obviously not. In a medieval city like Dublin with narrow streets, the public transport should be underground. That's why it can't move around the streets in the city centre. And... You know, further reduction of car traffic for people Keith, who Keith, do not Keith, currently we can't, we have can't a choice. Put the entire, we don't have, it would cost hundreds of billions of euros to put public transport underground. I mean, building one line is going to cost us about 30 Yes. Hundreds of billions. Yes. I, I don't uh, that's know where exactly those figures the, are coming from. Well, because co- co- I'll tell you where it comes from. Building this for the last sorry, 40 Keith, years, you, Keith, Shane. Keith, will you just listen to me for one second? Yeah, costing, sure. costing one line is going to cost us up to, thir- or building one line is going to cost us up to 30 billion. How are we going to put the entire system underground? I'm not saying the entire system, but I'm saying that an underground is the obvious solution. We have spent a fortune on overground light rail transit that costs us a fortune and that's taking up road space and that's causing the problems that we're talking about here. Okay, let Janet, so, let you, let Janet come back in. Janet, your response is particularly the point that, um, that Keith was making that it'll drive people out of the city centre to out-of-town shopping centres. Look, all the evidence that we have in front of us shows that when streets are made, traffic are tra- traffic calmed, where they're more comfortable to walk and cycle, where people can take their kids without needing to have them strapped in and, and like clamped down in buggies in order to make sure they are safe, we will get people back in. We still have plenty of car parks around the city. We are not saying that you can't drive into the city. What we are saying is we want to take out the traffic that is driving through the city in order to make Dublin back as a destination and as somewhere that people want to come to. And when they do come to, they will feel safe and they will enjoy spending time there. So there's a huge amount of evidence behind what we are doing here. And, you know, on the point of public transport, we are investing huge amounts in public transport at the moment in order to make it better and more effective. But it won't Flow while there is still huge numbers of cars clogging up our our streets and, and slowing down our buses, and we do in Dublin particularly, we rely hugely on the bus to get us around. Okay, uh, keep Gavin. Yeah, look uh, again. I just want to point to the fact that th- 
the car traffic has already reduced by 40%. So why is the congestion in the city centre worse? Because these measures are are designed, they're part of a, let's be honest about this here, they're part of an ideological anti-car agenda that just wants to penalise people who do not have a choice. There are tens of thousands of people every day who do not have a choice but to use their private car at the moment. And all of these measures are designed to drive them out of the city centre. All right. Janet, um, final word to you. I I gave Keith the the first word. I give you the final word. An ideological anti-car agenda. We're not anti-car. We are pro-people and we are trying to give the city back to people. Okay, we will leave it there. Keith Gavin, uh, Chairman of Irish Parking Association, Janet Horner, Green Party Councillor for the North Inner City. Thanks to both of you uh, for joining us. Lots and lots of you getting in touch in relation to that. I'm a dub living in the country. I often bring my mother to appointments in Bowman, my partner to appointments in the matter. I travel to Croke Park and the Aviva's often I can concerts in town as well. On none of those occasions, because the times on occasions do even have a choice of using public transport, much as I'd love to have a drink uh, at the event at times. Think about all the people who need Hospital service in Dublin fans who travel to rugby and football uh, and, and it goes on in that vein. Sorry, we're talking about the city centre here. Beaumont Hospital isn't affected. The Matter Hospital isn't affected. Crow Park isn't affected. You ah, can, you come can, on. Crow Park John, is affected. It, if you're coming isn't. from the south side heading to Croke Park, how are you going to get sorry, there? This, this, is somebody, I'm talk, this is somebody from the, down the country. There is public transport to Croke Park if you're living in the ah, south side of City, Johnton. Where? How, what? Where? I Johnton, seriously. Sorry, there's no buses to Croke Park. There's no, there's, there are, yeah, there's not a Lewis line that runs close enough to Croke Park. There's not a Dart line that runs close enough Manchester to Croke Park. You mentioned Manchester earlier on. How many tube, how many tram lines? You can get four or five different sorry, tram lines you, you to Old you're to the about, You spoke about Croke Park. You can get the Lewis or you can get a Dart to within a relatively short walk. So come on, let's let's talk yeah. facts here. Lots more, anyway, more, lots more people getting in touch as yeah, well. Yeah, more texts on this as well. Uh, restricting cars again. I was in Dublin last night, nearly got run over by three bikes, two electric scooters. Not one of them had a light. The rules need to be applied to all road users, says Tommy. Shane, you do not listen. All my friends will not go into the city centre. You cannot get in and get out. We do not go in. I don't know anyone who goes anymore. I'm really curious. Please get back in touch because I'd love to know. Where are you coming from that you can't get into the city centre? I'd love to know because I'm I'm genuinely curious uh, to to tease this out a little bit further. If you can get back in touch, that would be great. Uh, good morning, Shane. It strikes me that the language from Janet encapsulates the mess that our city centre is in. When someone uses, I think we are trying rather than we are, it says a lot. They don't know what they're doing. The current antisocial element that's creeping into the city centre is in part attributed to the lack of footfall in I, the city. I think that is really true. And I think the more footfall you have, the safer the city will be. And that's why I think it's a good idea to take the city back from cars. Yeah, it is. And one more text on this. The worst public transport system in Europe. And I have to say, of major cities, Dublin is up there with the worst public transport system. You you cannot disagree with that when you visit other cities and see the infrastructure and investment that's there. But we want to hear from people, Shane. We do. Uh, 087-1400-106. Uh, get in touch. Drop us a text or drop us a voice note, uh, either if you uh, want to get involved in the conversation. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.